Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Timeline, the podcast where we examine pop culture in films, television, and books across the ages. As always, we are your hosts, Lindsay and Scott. If you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks, be sure to leave us a follow on Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. Check us out on Twitter at Behind Timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Additionally, links to our Patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast. And now, on with the show. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about... I guess I'm excited to talk about E.T. Are we excited? This, Dude, this I, is like <laughs> our most ambivalent movie, right? Dude, this is, it was. This is viewer's choice. <laughs> this was... So, I love this movie, and I hate this movie. This is like such a weird movie to to be discussing right now, because I, when I was rewatching, I rewatched it with Andrew, and Andrew and I were just discussing this whole thing like oh dude we're just oh my god there's so many good memories about this movie that i have and there's so many terrible things i'm noticing as an adult right now so yeah i think i'm excited i think i am was this like a were you a fan of this as a kid i was not actually this movie scared the living shit out of me when i was a kid i remember trying to watch it one time when i was six and the and I've said it before on a couple episodes before, but <laughs> when he pops out of the corn and he's just like, wah, 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 and you're just like, <laughs> the, it's just like screaming and shit. I was like, no, nah, we're good. I'm done. There's like, there's no need for this shit. I don't need I'm to watch out. this movie again. And then like, as I got older, I watched it more and I was like, dude, this score is banging. John Williams fucking slayed this. John but, Williams did slay this. That is dude, like yeah. worth saying up front on any John Williams movie but like yeah i i also this didn't really play in my house but i saw it a lot as a kid at other people's houses and i was never really terrified of it but i never got it either i was like this thing is fucking gross what are we doing here why do you guys like Dude, this like is. i just i never got it about et so i will say i get it a little bit more coming out of this but i have major questions Oh, I do too. Yeah. I there's there dude. The number one thing I learned from this movie is this the adults in this movie must have been and their ancestors must have been the adults in Pinocchio cuz they are so oh, yeah, totally. unbelievably negligent. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about negligence in this in, in the dude. 80s in general. Seriously. Like. <laughs> but uh but yeah, we're excited to be back and kick it off with some 80s classics and be back in the timeline after a long sort of fall season with the Wheel of Time and, you know, other exciting like, real-time things. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Woo! Which Matt just saw again, and now I want to go see it again, too. I'm so jealous. But but here we are today in 1982. And so the last, the last time we were in the timeline was for Indiana Jones, right? For Raiders? Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. Yeah, so it's 1982, and not, we were just saying this before we started, not an enormous amount happened this year, but Grace Kelly died. In the world, like, a lot happened in the the entertainment world. Like, a lot of big shit happened in the entertainment world. Like, a couple of big things, though, right? Like, it's not, it's like our shortest context ever. Yeah, it actually is kind of our shortest one. I was trying to be, like, more amped about this, but now I'm looking at it, and it's like, there's three things. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, Grace Kelly died in 82. 
John Belushi died of a drug overdose. So lots of not great things. And then... Dude, yeah. And also, before we go on, I didn't know that Grace Kelly had died after sustaining uh, injuries from a car accident where she had had a stroke when she was driving in the south of France. I, I did not know that either. Yeah, I don't know an enormous amount. Car. Oh, that sucks. Her daughter, like she, her daughter, totally survived. She had like minor injuries, but her mom oh. sustained like such heavy heavy injuries that she passed away the next day after sustaining a stroke. She was fifty two. Damn. Well, that sucks. It does suck. Sorry. On to some more um, exciting things, though. I know, right? <laughs> Um, so bummer, bummer, and then Thriller came out, so that's cool. Dude, and, I love uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. I, oh my god, that music video is amazing. Yeah, it's. I'm not a huge Michael Jackson fan, but I don't like dislike Michael Jackson music or anything. I'm just not I'm passionate not like, about it either way. I'm not like crazy, like oh my god, Michael, ah! But like, I remember being a kid and just losing my shit every time Thriller came on. Because it was just such a good music video. And the song is just like, it's hot fire. The song is like his, to me, it's like one of his best songs ever. I, it is It is a pretty lit song. I can't disagree. Even if I was never like a big fan. It, it's a good, like his music's still good. Yeah, I would agree. And the, 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 the video obviously is classic. Um, similarly, also classic cats premiered on Broadway in 1982 and, and God help us all. Yeah. That's a hard pass for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a fan. The only thing I remember from cats is, uh, the song memory. And I actually only remember that song because, uh, Miranda Cosgrove tries to sing it in school of rock and Jack Black tells her to like, shut the fuck up. Like within three bars. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) I mean, that's, um, it's in everything, right? It's it, memories anyway. Yeah, it is. is I hear everything. that song everywhere. Yeah. I never saw the live action movie and I really wanted to because it looked like so Dude. like because of how bad it looked, I wanted to see it and I never did. And I think I think uh was it the pandemic hit like right after it came out it or was something like, like that? Right after or right before. Because it was supposed to be like yeah. a big holiday blockbuster, I think. I can't remember when it came out, but I didn't care enough about it. Honestly, um, I just remember thinking, why are we doing this? We don't, why, we don't, why we don't, no one is asking for this movie. No, no. And then, and no one wants to see it, myself included. Dude, but, I, uh, nope. oh, well, <laughs> tell me about, uh, the Oscars situation in 82. Dude, the Oscars were fine. Like I said before, like now we're in the eighties and we're starting to get into movies that a, we finally fucking recognize. <laughs> But like they're actually like legitimately great movies. Like they were obviously like the ones that won like best picture and shit. Like someone thought they were a great movie, but now I'm finally starting to agree with them. Um, In 1982's (laughs) Oscar uh, winner for best picture was chariots of fire, which isn't a dude. It just, everyone knows that song. Even if you don't know it's from chariots of fire, the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Everyone knows that song. I don't care if you've never seen Chariots of Fire, you know. Um, it's a great movie. Fucking love it. Uh, but here's what's really cool. E.T. won four Oscars and was nominated for like another five, including Best Picture and Best Director. 
but it ended up winning. It didn't win director. No, it didn't. Obviously it didn't not. win director. I think the director of Chariots of Fire actually won that one too. Fair. Um, but E.T. won best sound, best music, or in this case, it wasn't called best original score yet, so it was just called best music. Um, best visual effects and best sound effects editing, which I do have to agree with sound effects editing because the sound of him walking is so disgusting and so like I just like it really it had, is. dude it's oh my god it yeah but and anyway, honestly the sounds that he makes are good too like I, do they, actually, I, I agree I realize that's the sound is he is purring I think uh, don't put that in my head I don't like that <laughs> I hope Kevin just starts purring in your face right now <laughs> oh, like, kitties they'll be so sad if they were compared to E.T. <laughs> they're so yeah. much cuter than he is yeah um i can i can get down with all of that though like the score obviously is great and all the all of the sound was good and honestly it even if it was not aesthetically pleasing the effects oh, no. were good right it did yeah. look good he's obviously a puppet but he doesn't look horrible you know so yeah that the way that this was filmed um, and it's actually really cool for the scenes of him in like the kitchen and stuff moving around. It was actually a 12 year old boy who was born without legs, who had learned to use his hands to move around. And so he was able to like make those movements in the kitchen and stuff. And it made E.T. look a lot more like walking and realistic. Um, and then for the scenes that. where he was walking, it was like, I believe a two foot 10 actor in the suit. Like when he, <laughs> What, first of all, this movie is really funny at parts where it really shouldn't be funny to me. Like when the mom comes home and just for some reason can't see him and she hits him in the face with the fucking refrigerator door. I've lost my shit. But that is a that was an actor in the suit. Um. So and then like obviously for like the close ups and stuff, it was animatronics like his face and his facial expressions and shit. That was all animatronic. Um, huh. very well, little CGI was used for him. A lot of CGI was used, obviously, for like them flying through the sky and like the spaceship and stuff. And that is actually where the movie took me out. Like, I was noticing, like, dude, the reflection on the spaceship when they they take off at the end is awful because the reflection of the trees doesn't change. And like the way that they look when E when Elliot and ET are the only ones flying that's when i'm like okay this looks kind of cool but when the group is flying on the bikes it just looks really weird it it just it looks really bad yeah it does and it's it's like a contemporary of star wars right it's this like early like we use cg like loosely yeah. right like they it was it was fine for 1982 i don't expect yeah. them to have like that shit together but also like it didn't look completely bullshit the whole way through i guess no it didn't look like you know what i mean trash. Like, yeah it wasn't like oh god which like, for no. 82 when you do a sci-fi thing like it's possible for it to just be bad like you know what i mean well, like it's, yeah. i get why it won the oscars like it doesn't it i didn't maybe like the way that especially E.T. looked, but, like, they did a good job with their special effects and their practical effects and, like, they, their visual effects, which is what they were for, right? I'm like, sure, sure, sure. I, you know, it wasn't an, an, a, just an absolute dumpster fire, but, 
but yes to all of the things you said too. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, speaking of yes, tell me what uh, what did this make? What how are we looking on money for this? It was the top grosser for '82, so that's good. It was right up there with Raiders, which came out in '81, but they would have shared some theater time, I guess. I don't know. I don't know when Raiders came out. Ooh. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but fun fact for you. I totally forgot about this. Um, This movie holds the world record for the longest theatrical run. It was in theaters for oh, over a year. Well, that is fucking crazy. It is. How is that possible? <laughs> I guess this was I don't know. VHS. There, well, yeah. Um, There's a lot of like really random things about this movie that most people don't know. Like it was actually premiered um in secret at the 1982 Cannes Film Festival no one knew what the fuck it was and everybody that saw it gave it a standing ovation it was the only movie that year to get a standing ovation and the whole fucking like everybody loved this movie yeah people really did they and that's that's pretty wild and that doesn't surprise me that sounds very spielberg to me and this is spielberg yeah at the height of spielberg you know so yeah, this um it was the highest grossing film of all time until Jurassic Park took that in 1993. But adjusted for inflation, it was still one of the highest grossing films of all time. I mean, and yeah, I get, it's it's weird to we're going to talk about how much I kind of don't even get that, but I think I guess I this is kind of the <laughs> first of its kind, you know, cause I'm like, uh, really why? But it was, it was really popular and I get that it was like technically really well done. I'm not totally surprised it was nominated for the big awards. And yeah. I was surprised that it doesn't have any sequels or remakes though. The only thing I could find was a made for like TV special called ET holiday reunion from 2019 which tracks because i'm like i hate it i hate it too but i'm like how did we get through like the 30-year nostalgia cycle we got through the 80s without an actual without like an et sequel yeah or yeah a remake that's what i thought would have happened is we would have had a remake by now and i would argue that we did and that is going to be my thesis on this whole discussion of E.T. is that we did get a remake of it. It's called Stranger Things. It's excellent. Oh, and it's it's at least as much an E.T. reboot as like The Incredibles is a Fantastic Four movie. Right? Okay. Yeah. I can kind of get behind that. It's like a it's a super obscure uh, theory, but I'm kind of I can kind of get behind that. Yeah. I'm going to, that's my thesis for this whole discussion. So I will be referring back to Stranger Things a lot <laughs> in this. <laughs> I, dude, it was giving me like, and this is just kind of like how little I watched this movie, like in my older years now. Um, I, the whole time I was like, dude, this is giving me like hardcore Stranger Things vibes. And then I realized like, wow, Stranger Things actually did a really good job of like capturing the 80s for these kids. Like this, yeah. Like I'm fucking. Yeah. Different. And like, I feel like we know that when we watch Stranger Things, because are you a fan? I'm a big fan. I love that show. I don't know if you. I'm are. not a huge fan. I loved the first two seasons, but I don't know why. But like some, I kind of got lost in season three. Like there were still like really funny parts. Like I love that. Um, uh, what's her fate? Sally refuses to help him find the algorithm without singing "Never Ending Story" with him over the radio <laughs> while they're all almost dying. That shit was funny as hell to me. But 
I didn't need the Billy redemption arc. I think it would have been better if he had just died as a bad dude. Um, or like, not cause like at the end of season two, he's not a bad dude. He's just kind of like, okay, I can't be a dick to these kids anymore. Cause she like stabs him in the, the neck with that like serum or whatever. But I, I don't know. I just all I in thought season it was... three. I think Billy was like a season three character that moves to town with the red. No, right? he's a season two. He's uh, what? He's the redheaded girl. Oh, that it does happen in season brother. two, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're right. Because he beats up Steve in the kitchen. I haven't rewatched it in a hot minute. I'm like, because you're right. Either. Season three is there. I feel the same way about it as I do Westworld. I'm like, this is a really, really great show. And season three was not your best season, but I'm not yeah. sad about season four coming. Right. Like I'm like everybody I know, has I am a excited. worst season. But but no, they a hundred percent like it's it's always been that Stranger Things was using E. T. as its primary reference and the Duffer brothers told Millie Bobby Brown to watch E. T. and said, This is who you are. You're playing E. T. as eleven. And like that oh, is that's the sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what they told her to do. They were like, That's who your character is based on. This is who you are. And it totally tracks, but I haven't watched E.T. since I was a kid, and I've watched Stranger Things a bunch, like, especially season one. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. No, I really see now, though. This is like, yeah, Stranger Things did a great job, so we'll talk about that a lot, because I think it... I really think it did a better job than E.T. did of (laughs) being E.T. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so if we're going to do it like that, like, if we're going to make those comparisons, we have to go with the most obvious, like filter for both of these there's no way that at some point in et's production this movie was not meant to be a scary movie there's no way there's for absolutely you. no way i noticed it in the spielbergy way that they present et in the first like the first two-thirds of the first act before they sort of get friendly with him make him and goofy and shit yeah but like before they do that they present him the way that they do jaws where you don't see him very you much. You don't see all of them, like, yeah. Yeah, and it adds to the the fear factor. Because, like, this is straight horror film for, like, 20 minutes, right? It is. You don't see him. He makes these crazy, super scary sounds running through the forest. Um, also, if you watch it, so, like, it's not... If anybody wants to go watch this, it's not available to stream anywhere. The only place I found it was you had to rent it on Amazon. Um. And thank Same. God Amazon's was the unedited version for the most part, because I don't know if you guys remember, but the joke was towards the early 2000s, E.T. got remastered. I'm putting up finger quotes, but E.T. got remastered. And one of the biggest remasters was they removed all the guns and changed all the guns to walkie talkies. And it became this like really huge, stupid joke. And like South Park even did a hilarious fucking joke on it too, where they mixed like yeah they did the their, their guns Jones were episode. like yeah the Indiana Jones episode <laughs> where they remake uh fuck what is it Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's like so bad it kills all of them. But um, I don't. I rented yeah. it on Apple, so I'm not sure oh, whether okay. which version of it I had. I maybe it's still still there because I just rented it last night, so maybe it's still there and I can go back and look. Because yeah, that's the. The classic like remake aspect of this that they did. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this is the- bad. <laughs> Actually, I can tell you if so. You may not remember. I only remember because I remember this movie by heart from when I finally got old enough to not be scared shitless of this movie. Um, 
there's a scene right before the ship starts taking off and the government arrives where it's just a long shot of the forest and ET is walking through the forest. If you saw that scene, that's an added scene because that's a hundred percent CGI. You know, I don't know. I didn't How, think you would. I, I may have looked at my phone a couple times during that's this. totally fine. I'm it's like, like if it didn't have a lot of dialogue, it might've just happened at the end. <laughs> but also like the edited one, instead of him being like this puppet on a rail, track as he's running through the forest like it wasn't this one the edited one has him hopping through the forest and i'm like dude if he was this agile before why is he like stumbling around the house that's fucking weird i mean we're gonna talk about his capabilities soon yeah we are but yeah i really i wasn't sure i mean even even for a little while after like they have their first friendly moment and et like drops the Reese's pieces on elliot nope 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 that would have dude if i was elliot an 11 year old boy sleeping in the backyard and i woke up to the silhouette of this crazy short fucking weird looking thing in the garden shed i would have shit my pants and had a stroke yeah which is the premise for stranger things right it's like and then yeah. what happens when like when it's actually a horrible monster when it really is like a horrible thing i mean i I agree. I would be, I would have been the fuck out of there. Like definitely the reactions from the older brother Andrew Barrymore and and even the mom later. The mom like, later on, yeah. Those Yeah, Elliot where she's not like gets the, the kids reaction. out of the room, she's screaming her head off. Yeah. <laughs> no, Elliot's scared. reaction. <laughs> he was he was totally wrong and like even after that had happened, I wasn't totally convinced that ET wasn't just going to bite Elliot's face right off. Like I'm like I this wasn't thing either. Is... Yeah. And then he brings him up to his room and he's like, all right, there's a weird alien in my room right now, but I'm going to fall asleep with him staring right at me. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's probably going to be okay. No, kid, you're fucking dumb. I love when they pull out the like encyclopedia to try to figure out what it is. And I'm like, bitch, this is not from here. Like you need this thing is going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many funny like background comments. There's also a ton of things that don't make sense in this movie, like early on in this movie. Um. First of all, I love that they're playing D&D. I think that's so funny because Steven Spielberg was a huge fan of D&D and he'd been playing it since it came out in 1974. So And another Stranger Things bit. And right? another Stranger Things thing, thing. yeah. Yeah, um, totally. But the thing the thing that really cracks me up about this this opening scene is it's all about them ordering the whole thing starts because they order a pizza, right? They order a pizza and they make Elliot go down to the the street to wait for it, right? On this long driveway. They order a pizza. They talk about this pizza in the kitchen with Elliot's mom in the kitchen. I It is so important <laughs> for you guys to remember that she is in the kitchen within earshot. This is where the parental negligence starts. Or just basically just like not giving a shit. She's just wasted, man. Like I I feel like she was. Like she was just like she was sauced out of her mind at some points. But like so Well, who else is drinking the course? The dad doesn't live there anymore. Like whose beers are they? They're fucking hers. She was wasted. There were like there were plenty still there. Like it was only there was there were still five of that six pack left. But here's where things really started to piss me off. The so like Elliot throws the ball into the thing. For some reason, he put the pizza on the ground, right? And then then he gets scared. He turns around. He steps on the pizza, slips, runs inside, right? He tells everybody to come out 
outside. They go outside. They look in the garden. Nothing happens. Like they don't find ET somehow, even though he's still in there. Um, I don't get how they don't find him in there. Cause like three of them go into the garden shed and are like spending time in there. Anyway, as they walk out, the one kid that grabbed the knife first, uh, he opens the pizza box and they're like, Oh, nice Elliot. We can't eat this now. And their mom goes a pizza. Who said you guys could order a pizza? Like this is the first time she's finding out about this. Yeah. And she acted pissed too. I know. I'm like, what? What? Dude, You've been also, hearing about this for the last like 20 minutes. Yeah, the, the whole first act is dedicated to this pizza, which really, honestly, post-pandemic, just the act of like ordering a pizza and speaking oh, to I a know. delivery person really, like, and not even just post-pandemic, kind of post, post like the concept of Uber Eats. And even then I used to have to like, talk to a human like you know i'd have to like interface yeah. with someone to pick up food up until like a couple of years ago with the pandemic i think so that was weird in itself to see i was like i wouldn't fucking wait on the curb like to, I know. <laughs> for, to like, talk dude, to the pizza the guy and why does he bring the baseball it's i well who knows but i also want to point out that like through that whole thing the mom is like screaming at the kids to like put the knives down and nobody listens to her for a fucking second. Like she doesn't have an ounce oh, of control. No. She's got like four preteens no out there with butcher knives. Like what is going Dude, the on? The one kid has a full on chef's knife and he's just like, come on, I'm the shortest one. And I don't take anything seriously. Sure. Let's go. Insane. Like, they just blow her off. Like, it's just so we're going to talk about that, but just to point that out in this first scene. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And, she uh, has, yeah. And you don't even find out he has a little sister until the next night. When they're eating dinner, just the four of them. That tracks because I feel like maybe she's in bed. If it's like a Friday night or a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, if it's like a Saturday like or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe she's been put to bed. But where I think this whole thing falls apart, like immediately from the beginning. It's like you could have like a fake out scary opening where like you treat it like Jaws and then it turns out to be your best friend or whatever. But why is this thing like wet and filthy oh i know but just i mean et is so disgusting and i couldn't help but thinking about baby yoda who objectively is ugly right yeah but it's his he's eyes. like yeah but he well so fucking there you go right and they tried to do that with et and it was just such a fail like i'm like there's an example of a horrible amphibious like little yucky thing that everybody <laughs> loves Ever, that, that people would fucking throw themselves in front of traffic for. You know what I mean? Uh, E.T. is yeah. just not that. Like, just fail. I will say this. Because I, I 100% I agree with you. Absolutely. He's gross. He's He very clearly, from the very first time that we hear him, he is having a problem adapting to our uh, environment. Because yeah, he so clearly has some kind of asthma problem. Because he's constantly just like... <laughs> Like, bro, it's, it's so awful. It's, we don't need that I, shit. It's it's not even that he needs to be cute and cuddly. I understand, and I know that was a choice by Spielberg. Like I've heard, the, um, you know, in in fucking something I saw or read once or something about them intentionally not making him super cute and cuddly. Right? I get that he's not right. furry, for instance. It's not like Sully, but like, god damn it, there is a way to make something have like skin and be not. Not, not this slimy and like whatever well that's that's the, the that's the thing for me he is only funny like 
visually, he's only funny to me in two parts. When Gertie first meets him and she screams and then Michael and her run into the closet, she turns around and screams and then he's right behind her with his hands in the air and he's just like, like chasing her. That shit. (laughs) I will laugh at that till the day I die. I don't know why that shit is just so funny to me. And then again, it is funny. Uh, yeah, it just it it is really good, really just it's just really funny. But the other part I already said it is when he's downstairs, drunk as shit, in the bathrobe that does not fit him in any way, shape, or form. And then the mom opens the refrigerator door and hits him, and he fucking just goes and falls backwards. I, that <laughs> shit just cracked me up. And here's the thing that gets me is like, th- there are parts of this that are funny. Like I can get I could get down with that. But I don't know that there's really anything here that I thought was really heartwarming. Like, they no. got there. There were parts no. that I, like, that we'll talk about in the end um, that could have been, but that ultimately his appearance stopped me from getting there. Like, it really I was about, so. like, yeah. I couldn't get there. I just was like, it's disgusting. Send it home. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, this movie really is just E.T. finding a lizard. Or E.T. This is really just uh, Elliot finding a lizard, keeping it. But the lizard wants to get out, so he calls a bunch of his friends. And then the kid's like, oh, I should just, like, let you go. That's basically it. That's literally what it is. Is like, you. it's your story when you were seven years old, except the lizard had a family that you found. Like, you found a gecko on the wall, and you wanted to put it inside a box. But then you're like, I'm going to keep this forever. And then the gecko turns out to have a family and they come back and get him. That's what this story is. And there's, there's to me, there was no, I kept getting distracted by the realistic applications of what was happening or what would be happening in this situation to be emotionally invested in this at, at, at on this walk or like on this watch through. When I was younger, absolutely. I was like, oh my God, he's leaving and I'll be right here. And, ah. But no, now as I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an adult and I understand how things would fucking work, there's no way. No way. Dude, even when I was younger, I watched that and I was like, good, send it home. Like, I never <laughs> was able to connect with, like, their relationship. And, like, they, it's, it's weird to me that they are, like, bonded. Like, what's the warder bond happening here between Elliot and E.T.? We never get an explanation. Like, it's so strange. Just, his powers are so weird and unexplained that we really don't know because when ET dies, the bond is severed. But then when the people, when his people are coming back to get him, he somehow revives. What, See, that's what, what I, I really didn't get. Like, what? I don't How get does it. he just come back? It just like it doesn't make like, hope brought him back. Friendship. If we're if if there's any anime fans out there, the heart of the cards brought him back. The power of friendship revitalized him. Like that's just that's so it was so weird and out of nowhere, and it totally deflated the emotion of the scene. Because originally, and I can't remember where I read this, and I, I need to go back and try and find it. If memory serves me correctly, he was originally just supposed to die. And then his people were supposed to come and collect him on the as the government was taking him to Roswell. That's like how the movie body? was supposed to end. Yeah, they were like supposed to reclaim corpse. his body. Yeah. 
I, Jesus I swear Christ. I read that somewhere. I got to find it. But yeah, he was originally supposed to to actually stay dead. I mean, I didn't really understand why he was getting sick. I mean, I get that it's like he's not compatible with our environment, right? I Yeah, but he's taking the kid down I guess, with him. I know, which is so, that was what was so strange was their whole thing. Because so his powers are like... What he can heal, he can like regain yeah. flowers, so, he can like heal other see. stuff. He can, he has healing abilities, telepathy. Um, sure, okay. Well, he does. He makes the, he makes the, I still can't figure out what these things are. I think it's Play Doh, but I don't fucking know. Whatever the balls are that he makes float to show the universe he came from, or the yeah, solar it, system, it he was came like Play Doh, or it was like a styrofoam thing of the universe or yeah. something yeah he describes a bunch of random play-doh balls that if we're gonna be realistic should not be a solid color because that kid's 11 and kids mash play-doh colors together again taking me out okay, of the realism that's nitpicking but that's i'm totally <laughs> nitpicking i don't give a shit all right also this movie was sponsored by star wars i don't know if anyone noticed this oh, or not totally. there is star wars shit all over this fucking movie and this like is even Boba before Fett, he sees this Yoda, is Greedo. this is Boba Fett. This is Greedo, and then he's got Tie Fighters in one side of the room. He's got an X-wing above his room, which inexplicably, this is a continuity error, and this is something that I noticed. Andrew and I pointed this out. So the night that Elliot brings ET into his bedroom, he has an X-wing tied above his bed. Right, it's just hanging there. The very next morning, when he's pretending to be sick, it's now a fucking space shuttle. And the X-Wing is oh. gone forever. Lame. It was lame. I was like, okay, cool. We couldn't remember what we fucking hung on the ceiling for one scene, guys. Come on. Did they they listed off the like the Star Wars names they listed? Like there was some obscure shit in there. There is some obscure like, shit. There was yeah. stuff I didn't recognize that I was like, Snaggle what are you tooth, hammerhead. Yeah, uh, what? Walrus man. So, it sounded like absolutely everyone who ever was in Mos Eisley. Yep. It was. It basically was like a most Eisley uh, play pack. And then for some reason, Lando Calrissian was there too. And I'm just like, why? It oh. was wild. It was a the lot other, of Star Wars. The other thing that we noticed, there is a replica of Han Solo's blaster on his desk. And I know it's a replica or it's actually just a prop from the movie. Because it's the same size, it looks like a real gun, and there's no orange tip, so it wasn't like a toy or a Nerf version of it. It's fucking weird. Like, go back and look. Like, I know you won't, but... No, I <laughs> like, won't. But I know I that know. Lucas, and Sp- Lucas and Spielberg obviously share... Oh, they're best friends. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. Like, there's... I kind of... I loved it, but also I was like, God, you fucking nerds. Like, they're just they're yeah, so much. Like, it was so many deep cuts. I was like, guys. But but honestly, that kind of leads me into my other comment about E.T. in the beginning here. It's like, so, okay. We know that he's, like, really intelligent and really powerful, right? He has all these powers. Like, he has this, this psychic ability, and he can levitate shit, like, right? Like, dude right. is like Jean Grey over here, plus with like this crazy healing pe- factor or power, because he can't heal himself. Right. Yeah, he can't heal himself. And uh, he's just like stranded on this idiot planet with these incompetent children. And like, I 
understand that he has compassion for Elliot. But, like, he's an adult, right? Like, they make him that size, too. Oh, he's 10 million years of... old, by the way. The book actually okay. explains he is 10 million years old. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, he's here with this, like, nine-year-old, and he's like, what the fuck? And I would be trying to get like talk to the mom i'm like what's the reason because we haven't seen anything like i understand the government is like interested in what's going on but all we ever actually see them do is try to save et so like obviously they're gonna look into it yeah we're gonna we'll get deeper into that in a minute but like why wouldn't et be like no like definitely mom yo I need to have a, to have a conversation with you yeah, about like my situation. Fucking <laughs> like, stupid fuck? kids. Like, yeah. He, I mean, I, I get understand. the whole, like, using the kids to teach him the language and shit. And he walks around the house to explore and stuff. And I think that's where they kind of get away with it is that E.T. and his species are explorers. Like, they're botanical explorers. They take plants from, or they take flora from other worlds and they keep it inside their spaceship. That's what that whole like scene in the beginning of the movie is. It's going through their spaceship as one of the guys brings uh, a plant inside from the oh, forest. Oh yeah, that, they're in. that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he like wants to learn, and that's why he takes the potted plant at the end is because that was his contribution huh. to their expedition. So that is cool, and I didn't think about that. Yeah, but. Here's where things start to like fall apart. And this is this is probably one of the most nitpicky movies I've watched in a long time. Right off the bat, <laughs> the the construction and geography of their house does not make sense. They have a cornfield in the backyard when they need to, but then when they are showing outsides of the house, there's nothing but a mountain right behind the house. But then E.T. can randomly get down from the mountain, which has a fucking redwood forest right behind it, even though Elliot shows them that they are on the border of Nevada and California, which is basically Lake Tahoe. They're super close to Lake Tahoe. So what the fuck? <laughs> that, but this goes into like his powers thing. I'm not just like saying this to be mad or whatever, because I am. Right. I'm like, but, well, fuck, Spielberg. No, I know, shit. but it, it doesn't mean it, it, dude, it kept blowing my mind every time I saw it. I was like, dude, why, where is the fucking cornfield? I didn't notice it, but you're right. It is all over the place. It just disappears. But my question was about this, like, if he is so powerful, why did he choose like to hide? I kind of, it's basically like, it's just a, it's a rehash of your question, but why didn't he try to find some way of communicating with his people immediately? Why, why was, why was he, yeah. Like why, why did he just like hide the whole time? I, it's like, I understand, um, needing a place of safety for a second. Right, because, like, shit got real really fast, and, like, they're obviously not an aggressive species, and he was confused no, trying to totally figure out what the shit was going on. Yeah, for, like, a minute, I can see all of that happening, and then being hidden from the parents, like, okay, maybe while well, you're trying to, like, recoup. But, yeah, once it comes time to make a plan, and you have been, like, you can see how fucking exasperated E.T. is listening to Elliot, like, rattle off all the Star Wars characters' names, like, honestly. Oh, I know. 
That's the best moment, I think, for E.T. Like, I swear to God, it's on his face. Maybe I'm projecting it, but I swear that you can see in his face just like, are you fucking serious? I have, like, he's so over that. Like, he has shit to do, right? Like, he's like, great, I'm with a nine-year-old. Like, I would be immediately raising my hand and be like, yo, help. Like, why would he think that? I, well, and he, I understand that the like real that answer too. is that you get taken and experimented on and yada, 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 right? But E.T. doesn't necessarily know that. Like, I, this is where Stranger Things works better with Eleven, right? Because Eleven's been experimented on and escaped the facility. And so yeah, she doesn't exactly. trust adults. Like, it's so just saying. It's, again, my thesis. Like, this is like just Stranger Things superior reboot. <laughs> E.T. God. No, I mean, like, it totally tracks, though. Like, he... And you can totally see it after Gertie dresses him up. First of all, I feel like 1982 was the last time you could name your child Gertrude. Like, I mean, I think that's push. I think it's pushing it. I think it I think was it a little is. bit over the line. And yeah. she was born, well, in the 70s, right? So maybe maybe it's still okay. But Barely. Right, because she was I'm like four, say barely. right? Yeah, she was six. I'm going to call her Drew Barrymore is what I'm going to do. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> this was her first movie, so I totally get it. She's so cute. She was good even as a little kid. She, was she is adorable. Yeah. Um, you can see how just fucking annoyed and exasperated he is when Elliot, after Elliot freaks out that he can talk. First of all, he's like, E.T., can you say E.T.? And E.T.'s like, E.T., fucking listen. <laughs> yeah, Dude. seriously, though. <laughs> it takes him like sister. a minute to learn how to speak basically full sentences. I know. Almost full sentences. And then he's like, yo, check this out. I'm going to show you the window. I'm going to point out the window because I don't have a firm grasp of your language yet, but I have enough. Here, check this out. I want to phone someone. And then he points out the window like, I want to go home. And he, and Elliot's just like, what the fuck is he talking about? And the six-year-old figures it out. Elliot is just the worst, isn't he? He's, dude, I... <laughs> he. First of all, his plan to pretend to be sick, I have a major problem with that because he is sticking a metal-tipped mercury thermometer on a fucking light bulb and that's somehow going to sit around 101 degrees. No. I mean, shut the fuck up, dude. No. But also, also it's the old light bulbs that did used to get hot, though, right? Like, those yeah, are light exactly. bulbs that used to be able to set fire to something if you put something over exactly. it. Exactly. I, I managed to do that once with like a scarf over a bulb God in the 90s. You. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. Like, those bulbs did used to get hot as fuck. So, and that no, looked totally like a did. pretty big exposed bulb. I could, I could, believe it was, it was, it, a, could it was a desk enough. lamp that he put on his fucking the top bunk of his bed. Yeah, I think it would get hot enough. I just think, like, right? I feel like that would work. No, it so would have. It well, okay, so it would have gotten hot, but it would have gotten way hotter than 101 degrees. First of all, that the metal oh, tip would have been see blistering hot. I yeah, thought you no were saying that, that it wouldn't around. get hot at all. Oh, no, like, it totally would have worked. Be, okay, I was like, dude, I, those bulbs got hot as fuck. Like, you could totally fake a fever that way. Yeah, no, like, yeah, that shit would have worked 100%. Absolutely. I see what you're saying. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's practiced at this. Maybe you don't hold it right up next to the I would think bowl. he would have, yeah. Because his brother comes in and knew he was faking immediately. So Yeah. The, and so, well, okay. So that's a good point that, that does bring us into the next section of this on latchkey kits. Because 
This is like some real legit 80s stuff, right? Like everybody just knows how to fake being sick and like go dick around town all day and nobody knows where you are. Like it's very 80s. And uh, and the mom is just and that was okay. So that was the other segue into this, too, is that like maybe the reason that E.T. doesn't go work with the mom is because of how fucking crazy and incompetent she is. Like, maybe She's he sees that and is just like, no, <laughs> like, just pass. Absolutely not. I it, it, like, dude, it blows my mind that she has custody of these kids. I know, right? Like, because there was clearly there's a divorce or are they are they separated so, or is dad just in Mexico? What's the situation? The way that it is kind of like opened up and explained is the dad left the mom because Elliot says he's in Mexico with Sally, which means he's with another woman now. So a hundred percent. He's with another woman. I just don't know if they're actually divorced or if he just, no, she tells the cop when Elliot's missing that her and her husband recently separated. Yeah. So clearly there is like, like the custody is like not an an exaggeration, right? Like this was a conversation and she ended up with these kids. (laughs) What the fuck? It just, yeah, it, she loses the kid fucking dude on even before Elliot goes missing. Six year old Gertie is just hanging out in the fucking woods waiting for them (laughs) by herself. Are you shitting me right now? Like, where was she Halloween night? She was just out there. Dude, like, that's where, the other thing that blows my mind. Where the fuck are Michael and Gertie while he's in the forest? Because he's like, cover for me, Mike. I'll be back as quickly as I can. We don't fucking know where the kids are. What the hell? No, I don't know what happened to Mike, but we know when they went out trick-or-treating that he's got Elliot and E.T. who's like masquerading as Gertie, right? Like they, Right, yeah. So where's Gertie actually? Like, is she just hiding in her room? Is she Because obviously I mean. she's in on the plan. Right, and then and then I don't know what happens to the big brother after that. Like, I don't know why he doesn't go with Elliot. Like, okay, yeah. this guy is fucking irredeemable as a big brother. What the? How much is he the worst big brother? These guys needed Steve from Stranger Things to take care Dude, of them. This they, is the worst big brother they, ever. Justice. He barely Steve. lifted a finger to help. I'm telling him. No. Oh, I know. Really. He did. Like, he did literally. Nothing. Is Steve the best or what though? Like, I fucking love Steve. I mean. It's night and day. Steve would have been so perfect in this movie. And Michael is just a complete. First of all, it does not take rocket science to back a fucking car out of the driveway. I that shit blows my mind that he ran into the wall with his mom's car. (laughs) This kid's supposed to be like 13 or 14, right? He I think he's 15 because he says he only has his learner's permit. He says he has his learner's permit, and that was the outcome. That's I know. I'm like, bro, you're never going to. And he makes a joke about it later when they steal the van. But he's like, oh, my God, they're never going to give me my license. I'm like, dude, have you seen how you've been driving? Somehow you're, like, really good at driving now because you, like, your life is on the line or whatever. That's but it absolutely just, like, yeah. shocking. No, Steve is a much better version of, like, this type of character. And if if this was Steve, he would have been there with, like, the baseball bat full of barbed wire and the climax of the movie wouldn't have happened. Like, he would have taken care of it. It, God damn it. That's frustrating. That, yeah. And, And, like, when Elliot is missing that night after Halloween, right? 
the mom seems to like not realize this until the next morning. Like, what the fuck? You just oh, went, know. like, they just didn't come back from trick-or-treating. Like, which that is so quintessentially 80s. And I think a lot of it comes from this. And it, it's even in, like, Hocus Pocus is this concept, right? Of just kids oh, in yeah. the 80s and 90s out on Halloween, just, like, totally unsupervised. And nobody gives I a mean, fuck. I mean, I was. And that was the early 2000s. When I got into seventh grade, seventh and eighth grade, I think I stopped trick-or-treating by my sophomore year of high school so up to that point i had discovered the wonders of trick-or-treating with a pillowcase and i lived in a very nice neighborhood surrounded by two other nice neighborhoods and i would literally go with my two friends with a pillowcase it was just the two of us there were no parents i have been trick-or-treating without parents probably since i was like eight years old yeah, but they notice if you don't come home at night is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Right? No, like, I know. And I totally too, agree with but you. if you're not I mean. home after two hours, they come and look for you. Right. That's what I mean. Late 90s, early 2000s. It wasn't like this where you just like she doesn't even look until the next morning. Because like, yeah, me too. Like, we, well, when I, I stopped trick or treating after middle school because I was in boarding school and then we just didn't do that. And then, But we threw Halloween Classic parties Wendy. in middle school. I know. But we no, we threw parties in middle school, which was like where everybody's first kisses happened and everything. Like we stopped, Ew. we still would trick or treat, but we had we stopped. That stopped being the main event in like sixth grade. But I think what I'm learning right now yeah. is Lindsay was not Red Aja when she was in middle school. No, no, not yeah, yeah. Twelve year old Lindsay was getting into so much trouble. It's true, actually. That we did. <laughs> yeah, that was where like all the shit would go down. Was it like the, the Halloween parties? I threw Hell them. Yeah. We threw great parties every year, but but this '80s concept of like where your parents just wouldn't even fucking know. Like they would go to bed before you got home and not be worried about it. Is clearly what happened here. Right. Oh, like she went to is. bed while the kids were trick or treating and was like, "It's fine," and woke up in the morning and Elliot's gone and is like throwing a fit and she yells at Gertie and I was like, what "No, the no, fuck? no, 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 no! Hold on, wait. What movie did you watch? Because she's sitting around waiting for them in the house, and then she. Oh no! Like sorry, she yells at Elliot. Out. She yells, yells at, at Elliot, Elliot, which that's another thing I don't get. How did she know he was in the house? She's looking in the refrigerator and then she closes the door. But she's already like yelling at him as she's closing the refrigerator door. So how did he doesn't say anything? How did she know he was standing right there? I thought that Gertie said something and then she sort of but you're right. It was like not very well directed. Spielberg. Spielberg. God, what a hack. Again, um, yeah, what a nightmare. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's like way bigger issues. <laughs> Well, okay. Yeah, it was it was weird though. She's and then when she yelled at Gertie, it was not because this happened, but she yelled at Gertie to go get something, first aid kit, run a hot or, bath. Yeah, run a hot bath, and she's like snapping at the kids, and I'm like, "Bitch, how is this like not your fault? Like, how did you do? You know what I mean? I just, yeah, this is a hundred percent on you. And, and like, then, okay, so. We have done a really good job of shitting on the mom this episode. And I want She's you guys to know. She is a terrible mom. She really is. Like, I well, I shouldn't say that because she clearly does care about her kids. It just well, is very obvious. I feel like a lot of people is... actually grew up this way and are fine. Oh, I totally agree. But it's yeah, shocking absolutely. to watch it and just be like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me right yeah. now? <laughs> she is very clearly still traumatized by the separation with her husband and that he left her for another woman. 
She is clearly overwhelmed. I am willing to bet that she got the house in the separation because she is a single mom of three. And but she drives an Audi and that house is massive and they're in California. And yeah. I don't think she could sustain that lifestyle without having I see, I don't know. We don't know enough about it. She had to have either been working the whole time, or maybe she's a lawyer, or we don't know what she does. So it that's I whatever. think it's safe to say she kept the house and dad fucked yeah, off is what it sounds absolutely. like happened. And then like got but, a girlfriend and went to Mexico. Right. I feel like dad's uh, yeah. the one who went and got an apartment and dad yeah, for sure. works a good job. And like remember this is this is 1982, so the ability to, like, work a regular job and be able to, like, buy a nice home was, like, a reality at the time. Um, yeah, definitely. So, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't have it, to be a lawyer to be able to, like, have a home and a couple of kids. Like, right? Like, that's, that's our millennialness speaking. It was the early – yeah, okay. I'm going to have to backtrack. Because, yeah, now we're said. like, oh, my God, she she can afford that house and, yeah, like, children. Crazy. Good Lord, what must she do for a living? She must be a surgeon. <laughs> I know. She must be the greatest surgeon on the West Coast. Like, fucking hell. Yeah. No, but, it's it's a different time, but also yeah, I bet you she got the house and the divorce, and yeah, that's I think that's a fair point that like she's still clearly going through a hard time and really overwhelmed and trying to deal with these kids in a time where like kids did just kind of run roughshod, but also like she can't even get them to put down the knives in the beginning. Like, oh, she I know. definitely she, is the worst. She has but... no control, and she totally is the worst. But here's the thing that just blows my mind: is the unidentified government agent people what is their goal what is their level of jurisdiction what are they allowed to do because i'm gonna list the the fucking crimes that they commit breaking and entering unlawful surveillance uh unlawful detainment at one point it's almost kidnapping because they try to stop they try to get the kids um Oh, and then uh, child endangerment. They are willing to shoot at these kids and almost run them off oh. the road with their cars. Dude, they're, yeah, just driving down, they're just driving down the street in a van listening to every single house's conversation. But then it, <laughs> the only government symbol that we ever see is NASA. Yeah, we do see NASA when they invade the house, don't they? Are they wearing That's space the, suits? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, the only thing that? we see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, another place where Stranger it. Things does it better, where we get to learn a lot about the agency and why they're, they like are definitely shady and all of the things. Oh, yeah. yeah we don't yeah, really get sure. to know very much about these guys. And so what we do know is, so final chasing aside for the moment, all the we see that the government does is like see a spaceship right they're like fuck right. a ufo just landed oh my god we just saw an alien a whole bunch of other aliens just like scuttled back off and left again in their spaceship right so naturally they're gonna investigate that where they get the jurisdiction to do what they did like especially without like the patriot act <laughs> being enforced oh, I like i don't know about that you're right like i don't know where they get the right to surveil everyone and assume that someone's taken it in like that's a wild assumption to make right someone's keeping it in their closet but okay and yeah. well uh, but so it the makes only sense reason they're they... trying to track it down right but yeah the only evidence they have is after they watch the ship escape they hear him go down the hill 
So they know like he's in the, the area. Yeah, they know he's in that area, but that's it. And even so still, they, I'm like, this is such loose information. And like, they engage in some definitely sketchy tactics to find E.T., but we don't know that they have any kind of nefarious purpose at this point, right? Like, they just are trying to figure out, like, they're trying to find the alien that just landed. That, that They just want to prove, reasonable. like, yeah. They yeah, took blood like, samples. They were watching him on the EKG. Fun fact, all of the people who were working on him are real medical technicians they were real surgeons and steven spielberg told them when they were trying to resuscitate et to act as though they were trying to resuscitate a real person so everything they're yelling and everything they're doing is real medical stuff real medical shit that's cool that was really cool i actually did really like that super serial right now super serial right now about this Um, um The only thing that I can think is like they because they take blood tests from him and then they come back and they're like, we only have four strands of DNA code and he's got like 37. And it's like, okay, so we know that's what everyone would do if we found an alien. We would run blood test experiments. We would run, you know, standard whatever. What blows my mind is that after E.T. has died and Keys, the guy played by Peter Coyote. Who does not have a name. He is actually just referred to as Keys. Because he's got keys jangling off the front of his pants for some reason. Which I always associated that with bad guys going forward as a kid. <laughs> um, I he He's like, do you want to say goodbye? Like, And Elliot's like, they're just going to take him somewhere and cut him all up for experiments. And Keys does not say a word. Because he knows that's exactly what's about to happen. Right. Yeah, he doesn't try to bullshit him. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, this is the most realistic part of this movie is, is him being like, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Which, and, and so it's like, I guess we know that there is a real threat from the scientists that like, probably they're not going to help ET, but I feel like from ET's perspective, like similar to like, why aren't you asking the mom? Like you're obviously intelligent. Why aren't you looking for assistance? Like, dude's just going to build an interstellar communication device using children's toys from the 80s and not trust, like, when he wakes up, like, they immediately lie. Like, why doesn't he ask for help when he comes back to life and be like, because they don't seem adverse. Like, when the kids tell the feds, which I love that they just, like, fully cooperate. Like, Oh, yeah, they're all just like, yeah, here you go. This is the information he built. Because why not at this point, right? They didn't know that anyone was looking for him until this point. They just were trying to keep him secret from, like, grown-ups, you know, which I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, mom, that's an 80s thing. It makes sense. It's, like, why people love this. Great. But I don't understand why, like... They don't like the the feds don't seem to have a problem with the idea of him wanting to go home. The kids tell them they that don't. that's what he wants to do, and they're like, "Cool, how?" And this is what he was trying to do. All right, that tracks. Like they're not like, "Oh, we can't allow that." Like they, so, yeah, they're like, "There's no way we're gonna do that." What does the machine in the woods do? Yeah, so why wouldn't ET just be like, "Yo, ET still alive? ET go home?" And they probably would have been like, cool, let me help you do that. All of the kind of really aggressive stuff that the government does happens after they, like, break out. Which, you know, I'm not saying that their actions are justified in their attempts at child murder. But, you know, it's, like, at least there's, like, a reason that they're, you know, I would also probably overreact in that situation. (laughs) 
No, and I totally agree. Like, <clears throat> if I were Elliot, I'd be freaking out right now because Keys doesn't tell him, no, we're not going to cut him up. But when he comes back to life, you make a really good point. When he comes back to life, why wasn't Elliot like trying to? What did they do that made Elliot think they wouldn't be okay trying to bring ET back to his people? Especially yeah, that's what I'm saying. because why is it a secret? If they would just want to see the ship again. Because now they yeah. can communicate with a whole fucking group of them. And E.T. seems legit. I feel like if it was like, E.T., yeah. introduce me to your friends, E.T. would be like, cool, that's fine. Like, I just don't understand yeah. why There's this had sports. to be such There's an adversarial like, situation. Really, yeah. They're made to look There's... like bad guys because this... Well, okay, so I should have said this earlier, and I can't believe I didn't, but... I don't know if you ever noticed this, but the film is shot from a lower angle because the movie is supposed to take place from a child's point of view, which yeah, is why the, the, shots adults, of the adults are crotch shots. They're crotch shots. And I was just like, there's a scene actually where they show them up on the hill and then it like just pans over really quick. Like you think it's a gun, but it turns out to be a camera. And the guy takes one picture and then it pans over to the right where the guy should have been taking a picture and it's keys crotch. And I'm like, what were you taking a picture of right now? I know, I noticed that too. It looks really, it's, uh, it's strange. Like, it's an interesting choice. And yeah, and that's what all of this is about. Like, that's the actual answer to our question right now is like, what's happening is that this is a movie about like being a kid and experiencing yeah. things from a kid's perspective. And I think, and the government obviously adults. would be scary to him. Yeah, they like, he yeah, wouldn't... for sure. I don't. I mean, I what adult know. ever told you, like, yeah, that's that's cool. Take take the alien into the woods with you, like his. Experience of get that from again from Elliot's perspective, but when I just think critically about this from ET's perspective, I'm like, yo, you too are an adult. That is the the conceit that Spielberg is trying to like by making ET small. And like kind of nonverbal. Yeah. He's childlike, right? But he's not a child. And so yeah. I I'm like, yo. His people you, have mastered space flight. Yeah, he's one of the grown-ups too. Like, why are you dealing with this kid? <laughs> it just oh my god. And also another thing, just like my last little comment about adults in this movie. There's a deleted scene with Harrison Ford in this. I don't know if you know that or not. Um he is supposed to be the principal that chastises Elliot about disrupting the biology class. But instead they yeah. use the audio. You can barely hear it, but they use the audio of him talking when the school calls the mom to tell him that he's been acting up in class and she has to go get him. Um, yep. So Harrison Ford was supposed to be voice. in this movie. Um, which that I think is crazy. So it is. And and also like it's very Harrison Ford to be like, yeah, but I'm not going to be in the movie in the movie, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, and like it was just like he was, and then it just like it got cut. So they're like, we're going to still use the audio, like whatever. But as far as like well, negligent, that scene, though, is very like I'm interrupting you, but like that scene no, you're is fine. very like indicative of like the themes that we're talking about and kind of like the real like the the thematic reasons that 
nobody does ask anyone else for help is like, oh, look yeah. at that scene of like being a lab rat, right? That concept and Elliot and E.T. both are like, no, absolutely not. Fuck that. And speaking of which, I I guess apparently it was at one point a thing to like murder the frogs in the classroom, kind of. Dude, Andrew and I were both like, wait a minute, the, the frogs are still alive? Yeah. Like, apparently this is a thing that, but I don't know to what extent. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find a ton of information, but it seems like, yeah, to some extent this happened in some places. And I'm like, what the fuck? But it's it's all very... It's all very part of that that theme, right? And why Elliot doesn't trust the adults. No, and I get that. And and I I have come to terms with that. Like this is why I love doing this with you, because I get to talk out my frustrations with you about these fucking movies. <laughs> but the one thing I will say, when Elliot begins to turn the frog jars over, this goes on for way too long. That whole sequence went on for way too long. I'm like, the I teacher would have put a stop to that. Yeah, he. There's no way he would have gotten to the third biology lab table. The teacher no. would have been like, "What are you doing? Stop!" But also, just also, like, I have a severe problem with the one girl, the blonde girl that's with him that is throwing hardcore Elliot come fuck me eyes at him all the time. I don't get it. It just blows my mind. It was so weird. She tries to talk to him at the bus stop. He ignores her. And then she's constantly looking at him in class. And I'm just like, dude, these kids are 11. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. And then they have this like kiss scene. And it's like, I could understand if there's like, like a connection between E.T. and Elliot. But like, that was just fucking weird. Like Elliot's it like was weird. involuntarily acting out things that E.T. sees on the television. On that the television. Just, like, yeah fucking sure that was weird um i it was it was really i didn't love anything about that whole like and then we never see her again about it never comes sequence. up again well he doesn't why go was back she to there school. it was just like well he does not go back to school that's true i guess but i don't know it's all it it was weird that whole sequence in the school was really really strange and uh and i don't know but the last thing I think that we haven't mentioned, we've talked about Star Wars in E.T. Do you want to tell us about E.T. and e. Star, Star Wars? Wars? Fuck yeah, dude. So when The Phantom Menace was being worked on, Steven Spielberg gave George Lucas a couple tips and like things. And obviously they're best friends because sh their shit shows up everywhere. Fucking, yeah. just <laughs> So in episode one, The Phantom Menace, when everyone screams vote now after queen amidala she's not padme yet um queen amidala says i move for a vote of no confidence in chancellor valorum's leadership if you pay close enough attention when it shows the larger view of the senate rotunda you can see three members of et's race in one of the senate seats and, and here's my I, question for awesome. you are they wearing the same outfits that they're the not wearing clothes e things? They're not. They're totally naked. They're totally naked. Okay. So that's like out of continuity. Cause the other ETs that show up have like a white robe on at the end of this movie. Do they really? I didn't know that. You only yeah, see one spaceship. in the door. That's hilarious. Right? I didn't yeah. fucking know that. And I saw that and I was like, yo, I wonder if they're wearing it in star Wars. I'll ask Scott. And uh, I no, guess they're so totally naked. The two of them just, 
you know, they just can't get it straight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Why I don't not? know what's happening. That's I insane. I did not know that. And I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, at least I know, one of them cool. did. But yeah, I loved, I like their appearance in Star Wars. I like their, their sharing of stuff. And then, of course, Yoda's in E.T. Right, e. e. Which is the most, dude, for 1982, that is the most detailed costume I've ever fucking seen. Yo, for real, it looks better than the real Yoda. I know. it. It's insane. It's just, it's so fucking crazy to me. <laughs> um... So, do we have anything else before we move into ratings I don't. on this? God, I have I have drugged this through the mud enough. I think I I think I need to hear your rating. Well, I gave this a surprisingly high six point nine. Nice for ET. Yeah, I couldn't quite push it into the the kind of top tier. It's not an A plus, but because somehow the homage to this classic eighties stuff is better than the real thing. But like, I know, I, it weird, really right? made me appreciate Stranger Things. Yeah, I was like, man, you guys did a great job. You took these concepts and made them awesome. And it's it's really strange watching this and knowing that this is where a lot of it comes from. Like, there's so much. It's like just the full playbook. I mean, some of it is scene by scene. Like, when in the beginning, Elliot's looking at the tool shed and there's the light on. There's this, they, they redo that scene beat for beat, basically, in Stranger Things. But not... Um, Fuck. It's been a minute. What's his fucking name? Uh, Will. When Will's, Will, yeah, the kid that gets when Will's taken, walking right? into it. I, yeah, I just had a brain fart. When in awesome. in like episode one, right? So it's it's crazy that while I love all of these concepts, this movie isn't like my favorite. Like the actual original stuff I don't think is as good as the homage to it. But I do love seeing all the kids running around unsupervised and clueless parents and none of the adults can understand. And it's just more fun in Stranger Thing. It's more fleshed out. I think it's I, agree. I think it's being part of a modern audience and also not having like a lot of warm and fuzzies about this as a kid. Because like it they came so close. They really did. Like in the end, the uh the I'll be right here didn't get me as much as like the come stay. Yeah. That I was like, man, with a slightly less horrible thing, like if Baby Yoda said that, I would be in tears. I'd be like, dude, be where are we going? I'm right. That's fine. I'll stay. I'll go wherever you want. Let's I go. I would cry so fucking hard. And equally, and I hope Stranger Things rips this off, because I would cry so fucking hard if Will and Eleven had that moment, right? Like, yeah. I, but with these guys, fucking, I don't care. I, it, they were so <laughs> close, but I'm just like, oh, God, but 6.9, because like it's all there. It just doesn't quite do it for me. Um, I, I actually have to agree with that. I gave it a 6.5 and I only, honestly, I was going to give it a little bit of a lower grade, but the reason I gave it a higher score is because I thought it was so fucking funny. There are just, there are so many scenes in this movie where I just laughed my ass off. But then at the same time, I'm like, I can't watch this now as an adult. And get behind half of the things i can't not notice that the fucking cornfield is now gone or that the guys keep chasing this kid on a bike when the kid with et is right in front of them why do you give a shit about the four kids on the bike over there they don't have the alien right. who gives a fuck about them just go after the kid <laughs> in the red fucking hoodie like i know right he's like so obvious 
It's so dumb. I just like, I don't get it. And then like, or like they just make stupid decisions. Like they corner the kids at the bottom of the hill and the one dude gets out of the car and he's like, I'm going to go up the hill. I'm going to stop these kids. Dude, they're kids on bikes carrying momentum beyond what you are capable of stopping. Shut the fuck up and get back in the car. That is so dumb to me. Like, I just was like, you guys are making such ludicrous. Dude, they do. They seriously do. And it's honestly, it's one (laughs) nitpicks do make me nuts. And I hate it because I, I can't watch movies like Polar Express or movies like this anymore because I'm just like, why are you doing that? That's so dumb. Why the fuck would you do that? Like, dude, my nephew loves the Polar Express. This is one of his favorite Christmas movies of all time. And I can't watch it with him because I am always screaming at the TV. Why does the little girl need her ticket back right now? Just wait until she comes back into the fucking car and say, hey, you forgot this on the seat. Here's your ticket. What is the life or death situation? That's well, like know, a legit a plot, plot question. Yeah. No, that's like more legit than a lot of what. This is why when we sat down to do Eternals, thinking about it, because I just watched it again on Disney Plus, um, that I was worried you wouldn't like it. I was like, oh man, this was this was a lot of hours for Scott to pick apart. So like, maybe <laughs> what's gonna, are we not going to be okay? <laughs> I do need to go back Honestly, and watch it again. It was great on rewatch. I really enjoyed it. Um, I did really like it. It was really good. I kind of want to rewatch it again. Like I. I I like the Eternals. Anyway, um, there's no villain ratings, in this. There's, there's no. no vi- I'm convinced. There's no villain in this. I think the villain in this movie is failure to communicate. I think it is too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. That and negligent like, parenthood. Yeah, because like we could say that the feds were bad guys, but they don't do anything bad until they try to kill the kids. But that's yeah. But the whatever. only reason they tried it, like they they were like chasing them because. The kids ran away and I'm like, well, yeah, like I would also insist on knowing where the alien is, but they do nothing. They also stole government property. So, you I know. mean, okay. Yeah. Like, right. And, and I know it's, I'm not saying it's not an overreaction or that it's an okay reaction, but I don't think it makes them the fucking villains of this movie. I think ET is the villain of this movie and his fucking failure to, to ask for an adult when needed. Like Why? E.T.'s willingness to humor these children is the villain of this movie. I know. It's absolute <laughs> lack of responsibility and just pure maturity is mind-blowing. Yeah. E.T. is the adult in the room here. E.T. should really have been, like, there are, he had way better choices that he could have made. And he got everybody tied up in his bullshit by not, like, like yeah. E.T.'s the villain of this movie. And in that, I give him a 10 out of 10 for being just incompetent forever for the oh, yeah. incompetence itself is it a 10 out of 10 that's yep, what i was saying the villain of this movie which is all around like what the the, the adults in pinocchio were terrifying because they were they had sinister motives the adult the adults in this movie are terrifying because they are so obtuse and out of touch with what's happening i yeah just these guys are can't. like they're like on Geppetto's level, right? Like they're, they sort yeah, of that's what it is. I like, remember being so upset on? about one person. Yeah. It was Geppetto. Yeah, that's Geppetto. Who it was. Ge- because Geppetto was just like, oh, cool. You've existed for three and a half hours. You ready to go to school? Like, and it's just all <laughs> that. So 
Yeah, this is some Geppetto-level shit, except we also know that, like, mom's going through a lot. Like, there's, you know, government is like, who knows know. what kind of, whether these guys are even that affiliated with the government. Maybe this is just NASA on a tear. Like, we don't know. With guns. So, I, yeah, <laughs> NASA with guns. This is what <laughs> That's what this movie should have been called. NASA with guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the sequel is. Back to the moon or whatever. Jesus Christ. No, I, you know what? And that... That really was my big takeaway on this was, you know what? Thank God we don't have sequels or reboots. We have Stranger Things. It filled, it did it. Stranger Things was the reboot that this story deserved. I, I feel agree. like I want to go watch it. Like, I, so yay, E.T., sort of. This was wild. Um, and I guess, I guess, like, really and truly welcome to the 80s here now. Because this is very quintessentially yeah. 80s, and we've got a lot of that ahead of us. We do. You know, it's really funny, and I know that you don't watch it, so it's, this isn't really going to mean anything to you, but anybody else that listens to this that watches Bob's Burgers, I felt more emotionally attached to the episode where Gene finds the electric toilet than I did to to this. This is, So the episode, Gene finds an electric toilet that's sentient. It's not sentient. It's just AI. It has really good AI. Okay. Um, And he... It's an it's the ET story. He wants to take care of the toilet. He wants to like protect it and shit. And then this guy who stole it is coming back and looking for it and shit. And so <laughs> that's the whole episode is them like trying to protect this toilet. Um and I felt more emotionally invested in Gene coming to terms with that he can't keep this toilet <laughs> than I did <laughs> with Elliot not being able to stay with ET. I never really th- it it came off more to me that like the goal all like almost immediately ET wants to go home and they understand that. And that yeah. and their goal is to help him to do that. And then it becomes really heart wrenching in the end when you have to actually say goodbye, but it never struck me as being like Elliot's has to have like, he always knew that was what he was going to do. It's not like he had to be persuaded to like let ET go. That was his goal. So I didn't really like, I get that that's supposed to be part of the lesson and, like, what this movie's about. I didn't really take that away from it. I just sort of know that that's supposed to be it. But I, I didn't really get that from it. That's like, fair. They all want him to go home, right? Everybody wants him to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're done with this. I'm just going to put a flat stop on this. We're done with, uh, we're done with E.T. Um, Lindsay, take us on out of here. Yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves and learned something about 1982 and E.T. Join us next week. We're going to have Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media. You can find links for our sites and social media in the episode description. If you want to support the pod- support the podcast, we encourage you to follow us on Patreon or check out our website for all the timeline goodies, past, present, and future. And until next time, stay nerdy.